0: Hi everyone and welcome back to Into the Void. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode number 25 of my weekly audio diary in which I share my thoughts and musings. So thank you all very much for tuning in once again and first of all of course I wish you all uh, a very Merry Christmas and I hope you have a a relaxing and restorative time um, during this um, festive season. So first of all just a little bit of a content update um next week so that'll be next Sunday um New Year's Eve I will be posting a new year um a new year special episode of Discerning Consciousness um podcast so please do please do um check out that particular show I'll be giving my thoughts in terms of some of my predictions for 2024 and uh look a little bit uh, um, a little bit of a review of 2023 as well so onwards and upwards um i want to begin today's particular episode um something that's been on my mind for quite a while now uh, for a couple of weeks and i want to talk about um healing but from a sort of um, a different perspective really because obviously within spiritual new age um circles that's that's all you hear people hanging on about is healing how to heal why we heal and um, the importance of healing on the spiritual journey but what I want to offer today is a little bit of um, a little bit of a curveball if you like a sort of um, different a different perspective which may or may not (laughs) hopefully it will um Enable you to sort of reevaluate um, some of your past actions um, that you're not very proud of. We all have them, sort of uh, confrontations or arguments or inappropriate behaviour that we have displayed. And I want to explain why, perhaps, um, although we might want to, um, you know, move on from such incidents in our lives, I want to explain why actually they are all part and parcel of um, of the healing process. Because, of course, traditionally, let's begin by considering, well, what is healing? And um, well, normally we would say that healing is something um, that people will go to see a professional. They will pay for healing. They will feel that um, they feel stuck in their life. Perhaps uh, they have depression or anxiety maybe they have some childhood wounding or trauma that they need to move on but traditionally we would think of someone going for healing when they feel stuck in their lives and they know um they're not giving um they're not living their life to the fullest and they're not they're not um giving um sort of the fullest or truest expression to who and what they are and they're dealing normally with a lot of anger uh, and frustration and um think many of us can can relate um, to feeling to feeling like that but um, one of the one of the things that that throws up is um, is it possible when considering healing is it possible to know when when we have or when we are completely healed I mean there's so many different uh, aspects or so many different dimensions to healing our pain and our trauma I mean you've got sort of um not only our our own individual uh aspect but you've got sort of our tribal pain as well in terms of our tribal kith and kin and intergenerational healing um, as well and it can be um it can feel um extremely um overwhelming and of course um some of the reasons why we can feel overwhelmed is how do we how do we know as i was just saying before how do we know when when we've healed or or we are um healed it's 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 kind of like um a chicken and egg a chicken and egg situation we can't really know we can't really know one from the other because um on a daily basis, um, as individual human beings, we are we are changing so much. It can be it can it can be hard to know when the healing begins, and then when the healing actually actually end, actually ends. And and again, one of the one of the sort of I think one of the um, more negative aspects, I would think, from sort of spiritual communities or the New Age community, is this idea that. Healing can become a very, very sort of prescriptive process, whereby, you know, uh, we're often encouraged to believe that we can't we can't move forward on our journey in life unless we are healed or we are, we are um, on, on ongoing, we are receiving healing. And I think that does, um, that places um, quite a, quite a heavy burden upon us as individuals and I think it sort of places a lot of um, pressure on us um, all the time and, and because of that I feel that it makes it difficult at times um, to sort of just kick back and enjoy life if we're if we're just being encouraged as we are often within these types of spiritual new age community, communities or even um, just online we might be part of certain groups on social media if it can be just a a barrier to enjoying life. And I think the main point I'm trying to make here is that I think healing is just really um, an ongoing process. As I was saying before, it's difficult to identify when it starts and when it begins, even when we, we pay someone money and we say, right, I'm here, this is day one, my healing begins. And at the end, I will be a whole and complete process. I think that in a lot of regards, um, healing is a completely organic process. And, um, I think from my own journey, uh, my healing really has come about as I've gained, um, deeper awarenesses or as they rise to the surface, perhaps about, um, things that I've done in the past or things that have happened to me, or perhaps, uh, relationship breakups or, um, difficult or challenging incidents um, that have happened um, at work sort of things have percolate to the surface and you know like we have those um, moments of, of epiphanies when things just arise and it just comes out of the blue and you think oh god right okay I know that I behave like a bit of a dick a bit of a douchebag but do you know what I was at least able to evaluate that situation I apologized to the person for my you know perhaps inappropriate uh, behavior, but at least I was expressing, albeit perhaps, um, you know, not not in a kind of the best way. An emotion, I wasn't, I wasn't kind of like burying that emotion about how how I feel. And uh, you know, as I'm saying, I might not have um, expressed myself in in the best way, and and I and I might have um, I might have hurt someone. I might have hurt someone that I love as well, love love immensely and we can have you know obviously all these regrets about things that have happened but if we can um if we if we can look back and um reevaluate them as i'm saying just in that regard in that yeah recognize the role that we played in it but if we're also able to to just um also recognize that this is part of an ongoing process and perhaps we've come to uh, an awareness of why? Um, so, for example, in a work situation, I've had it in the past where I tend to, I tend to sort of put managers. Um, I have very high expectations of managers. I think because, because I've never, um, because I've never been a manager myself, but I feel that I have the capabilities to do it. I think there's a bit of sort of shadow projection going on there, and um, so I think I've I've judged probably quite a lot of my managers in a work situation. Um, quite harshly or quite unfairly and i've and i've sort of i've taken any criticism from them sort of very very uh over i shall we say overly personal perhaps more than than another um member of staff but i've been able to um i've been able to work through that process and understand the reasons why i've behaved like i have in the past and um hopefully now when I go into new employment situations and when I have done perhaps more recently as well i'm i'm I have an awareness within myself in terms of how I may react to a manager now for me that's just a very prosaic everyday sort of um you know boots in the ground example of for me what what healing is, and that is really just i'm kind of alluding to just greater self awareness of how our Behavior um, affects other people, and how quite often our behavior um, will seem irrational, um, especially if we're unaware of why we're behaving in the way we are, and we are unaware of the kinds of um, shadow projections that are quite um, that are quite common. So, more broadly, of course, and this is well known, that. Uh, um, an important aspect of the healing process is to make the, uh, the shadow or the unconscious um, conscious. But the, the kind of um, different interpretation that I'm bringing today, um, trying to share today in terms of healing is that much like the whole idea of um, waking up or spiritual awakening, I like what Alan Watts, I heard him say in one of his um, brilliant um, brilliant conversations which uh, I heard on an audio from the 1960s before his untimely death in the early 1970s and you know he said you 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 can't wake yourself up in his own in inimitable style and I, and he probably had a little chuckle uh, with with his audience um as well and I just think that's so true but I also think that does apply to to healing in in many regards as well you can't you can't just will healing you can't you can't wish it you can't just um you know you can't it's not something that even if you pay a, a very a very um skilled um therapist a lot of money for it's still not. you still mo- might not um make the shifts in awareness that you were hoping you were hoping to make um because it is it's hard work as i'm sure you guys listening know uh, healing it genuine sincere deep-rooted healing is is an extremely extremely um extremely challenging po- process but um I do think that when we can look at the root of our behavior of I as I've been doing recently and rather than because I'm someone that tends to you know be quite hard on myself rather than going oh I can't believe I said that to the per- that person or, why did I shout at my ex or why did I why did I, you know, do that in a work situation? Um, if you look at healing in this in this regard, it kind of does take the pressure off a bit, like I was saying earlier, and it does make you realise this is all, it's all just in the round. It's all just an ongoing process, and that means that we can also um, perhaps, hopefully, that's what I'm trying to do is kind of remove ourselves from some of the shame of the at the way in which we've um, behaved in the past. Uh, we can um, we can sort of um, lessen that sense uh, or perhaps if we feel that you know we've done some really really quite bad things um, in the past and realized that um, perhaps not as (laughs) I'm not going as far as things like uh, murder and that sort of thing but you know we really have emotionally and psychologically hurt people we can if we can look through it and realize well that was all part of my healing process from the organic, from the genesis or from from, from the very moment at which um, I was behaving in an, in an unconscious way, that was the very start in a kind of sort of paradoxical way if you think about it, but that was the start of my, my healing journey, I think that's a, a very helpful way to look at healing, which of course is a huge subject, um, and there are some types of people and obviously within society we are encouraged very much to um to bury our pain to bury um our trauma and the mere fact that um like me perhaps in the past you you've expressed that you may have lashed out at someone um that that is that is um that is all part of the process and that is in a way that is healthy because it's 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 much better to do that although at the time you have all the emotional turmoil of course but still that I believe that's much better than just um, you know blocking difficult and challenging emotions which obviously leads to a lot of problems um, like uh, addictions etc so I just wanted to talk um, quite briefly um, in today's show um, about how I've been thinking about um healing in recent times and how we can consider healing in a more um sort of cathartic way in a way in which we can live without having too many regrets in the past and, and also just to give ourselves a big pat on the back and, and to say you know well at least we're trying if we've if we're if we're looking at past events because a lot of people even bury that um you know like fallings out or ending relationships or marriages they just want to completely forget the person um if they feel um aggrieved or if they feel you know unfairly wronged in any way but the fact if you have that if you have that kind of capacity to look back that is all still um that is all still part of um the healing process because some of the people, so I'm not going to mention names. I find it ironic um, with some of the sort of more new agey spiritual content creators because they will talk about how you know we really need to embrace life, we need to uh, live life in the moment, or we shouldn't be you know shouldn't be worrying about the past, shouldn't be worrying about the future, and we should just you know live for the beauty and the splendor of each moment. And then you know they'll say, oh sign up for for our course uh for our healing course uh you know and past life regression therapy and and all of these different weird and wonderful things different types of um healing that you can sign up for and again it can be very overwhelming because we feel if we have someone that we respect and trust um we feel we can feel a sort of like a duty or a responsibility to undertake healing that maybe isn't going to be, um, it isn't going to be very helpful to us. But likewise, um, as I've said quite a lot on my sister's show, discerning consciousness podcast, this whole journey through life, it, it can be, it can be very, very difficult with any, uh, without any kind of sort of, um, wise elders in our lives or, or just, um, you know, just um, loving people, sincere, genuine friends and loved ones who can, who can point us in the right in the right direction when we've um, fallen off the wagon, so to speak. When we are when we are living, when we are living small and um, diminished lives, we do we do. We, it is very helpful, I should say, to, to sort of have that um, to have that kind of um, sorry to have that kind of input. So yeah, I just wanted to share that if you are struggling with the whole healing thing i know it's a big a big thing a big a huge thing in the whole spiritual um new age sphere it's to um yeah just give yourself a bit of a break and realize if i could just sum it up in very simple terms you've been healing from day one just remember that it's not something you suddenly decide to do and then you will be healed at the end of your six week therapy session or however long it might be might be you you are already healing, um, if you are, especially if you are prepared, you know, to to own your part in any uh, disagreements um, from the past and, you know, you don't fall into victim um, blame type mentality. Anyway, I just want to move on now. Um, I want to talk about something that's a little bit controversial. Uh, I want to get something off my chest, but I want to do it in a way I don't really I don't really tend to create content where I have a go at people online. So I'm not going to mention this person's name. There's somebody who has a very big following. Um, It's a doctor. I don't think he's a medical doctor, but basically he is a big don, if you like, in the whole kind of trufer thing. And he goes by the moniker of follow the evidence. If you've ever seen any of his videos on YouTube, behind him he's got this sign. It says follow the evidence so what i want to talk about in regard to this particular gentleman he's an english gentleman and um other people who share this kind of thing i'm talking about here uh moral cowardice i'm talking about cowardice Uh, and to put it very simply it's a process that i've noticed um really now since since the beginning of 2022, and uh, I remember I put out an episode on Discerning Consciousness podcast. I believe it was just in the wake of Putin's invasion of uh, Ukraine, and lo- uh, like quite a lot of people were saying, you know, this is the beginning of the end for the globalist scam demic, as has proven to be the case. But since early part 2022 and into 2023 we've got this sort of cowardice, this moral cowardice being expressed as what I would describe, you may well have found it in your own day-to-day comings and goings, uh, and that's to be wise after the event. So what we have now is you may uh, you may have your own friends and family saying, "Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having um, the the, um, the COVID jab anymore. I've, I've had it. I've done. I'm, I'm done with it. It's just ridiculous. I'm not having any more. I've had three, four, however many, however many, and I and I'm yeah, I'm done with it. I'm not having any more." And of course, since early 2023, we've seen more and more um, sort of evidence and in inverted commas coming out about the disaster of of lockdowns. The disaster um, of, in terms of the impact on children's mental health. The disaster um, for many economies um, around the world. The disaster it's been for um, people, for elderly people, older people who who were who were locked up in nursing homes and care homes, who couldn't who couldn't see their their families, or the best they could do was um, wave at them through, um, you know, through a window, which I thought was a particularly um, disgraceful aspect of the whole the whole Covid scandemic. So I just want to um, kind of uh, unravel this a little bit in terms of what I'm talking about here to be wise after the event. So let's talk about this doctor, shall we? Let's talk about this doctor on YouTube. He's got a pretty big uh, following. I don't know. Some of his videos get over a million views and he um you know he interviews certain doctors and eminent medical people and he puts out a lot of content and he's it's since 2022 more and more he's been putting out you know uh when it's come like recently um it came out about um the pfizer fake vax and all of the controversy around that and all of the there are very very um, clear evidence linking it to a lot of um, early deaths and he was talking about this on his particular channel but we have to remember this particular doctor who isn't a medical doctor it's not really uh, an important issue but just before i point that out at the time at the height of covid um, in terms of him following the evidence he was advising all his um, viewers or subscribers. He was very much part of uh, the Covidiot squad, the Covidiots, and he was encouraging everyone to go and get their shots, to go and get their untested shots. But now we've moved a safe period of time, free, getting off for four years next March, after the whole scandemic thing, when it's safe to do so, when more and more people are sharing similar thoughts or Having have now having regrets about having taken uh, the shot. Um, now now it's okay to come out and and um, talk about these concerns and and I just think forgive me it may be I'm being an extremely judgmental person, uh, but this is my audio diary so I will you know speak as I see fit uh, and I just think that. For many of us, I probably expect, um, like a lot of you guys listening, we called the Scamdemic out at the time. And many of us were truly brave individuals who were prepared to go through all of the flack, uh, all of the, you know, the real n- nasty, in some instances, even bullying and coercion and even from people that we love and would have expected the complete opposite. But we just had to call this out because, you know, we value truth and we acted with integrity and we knew it was morally wrong to go. It was morally and un- 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 unconscionable to go along with something. This Covid scandemic that was creating so much unnecessary suffering um, and death. Yes. If if if, you know, if um, it was as deadly as we're being told. Of course, you protect uh, the vulnerable. Of course, uh, you protect the elderly and those with weakened immune systems. But you don't punish everyone else and close down the whole economy and lo- lock and lock everyone up. And more and more, as I was saying before we have you know stories leaking out into the ma- mainstream of, you know, the COVID reality. But those so-called far right conspiracy theorists, i.e., the likes of myself who were pointing this out at the time, you know, we were the heathens, we we were we were the heretics. But it's okay to say these things now. And the reason why um, you know, I I have a lot of I wouldn't say anger, but it annoys me that this particular doctor who has a very popular YouTube channel uh, it annoys me because um I just think, yeah, to be wise after the event, I think it is cowardly i think it's an example of cowardice okay i fully accept everyone is on their journey and everyone comes to you know comes to the truth um slowly but surely in their own time but what it does annoy me is you read the comments section on this particular guy's uh video an amount of the people say oh dr blah blah you're so amazing you're so brave if we only if only we had you you know, in politics or, or in the medical establishment, this would have never happened. Sorry. He was the, he was one of the main ones. He was one of the main people pushing it at the time. Now, I've spoken again before a lot about things like shills and um, controlled opposition. And, and if you know anything about me and, and the content I create, I am always at pains um, to point out that many truther types are too quick to point the finger, you know, heretic, heathen. Um, But I do think controlled opposition does exist. I know there are many people out there who tend to think Russell Brand, Mr. Brand, it's all in the name, Mr. Brand is controlled opposition. And I do believe individuals do exist. Now, with this doctor chap, um, I think it's it's an example of how he probably is controlled opposition, but, you know, is he on the payroll? No, because he trusts the science and he's still trusting the science even now. After I think it was a report from New Zealand that saying up to 10 million people have died as a result worldwide of taking the Covid shot. But, you know, this doctor is still following the science. So he's, um, you know, he's sort of... Um, he's restricted within his own specialism if you like and and it just really it does anger me that you know most people on his comments on his videos um are saying oh you're an amazing man oh i can't believe you're so brave and he's not brave he's he's a he's a pied piper because he's basically a lot of his audience i suggest um probably fell for the demic at the time as well and you know they uh, did their moral duty to to the government and the world health organization and they went along and, and took their shots but you know what now 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 they now they regret it well what about those of us who called it out at the time you know do do we do we get an apology no of course we not i oh, know i don't expect it's not a very spiritually evolved thing to expect Expect an apology from people, but how this particular doctor is acting as controlled opposition—it's like it's like a it's like a release valve. So he is like letting pressure out of the system. So you've got all of these people, and as I say, he has a big audience. Some of his videos get over a million views. Remember, follow the evidence in inverted commas. He has um, you know a lot of people following him. So a lot of those people I can see from the comments section, you know, probably um, if they didn't have, if they weren't listening to this guy, they would maybe, um, you know, trying to make representations to government, trying to make representations to health authorities like the NHS here and the regulatory authorities. Now, I'm not saying they should or shouldn't do that. But what I'm saying is what this doctor does and is follow the evidence he he acts as a kind of yeah, a relief. Really, I'm not sure I can put this in a better way, but it's almost like um he let it's like let imagine sort of um letting the air out of a balloon and you've got all this anger and you've got all this emotion that people feel cheated. A lot of people obviously regret having taken the fake COVID vax. So he steers them, perhaps that's a better way of putting it, you know, he steers them in a in a sort of in a certain direction whereby they can sort of feel angry and bitter but by the same token they can they can express that without having to look at themselves they can they can they can get angry they can get frustrated with the government with the with the regulatory authorities and all the rest of it but they don't have to point the finger at themselves because he's allowing he's allowing them this sort of cowardice in terms of not owning up for them to the to their own behavior at the time. When I'm sorry, you know, you didn't have to be a conspiracy theorist to realise this whole COVID thing from the beginning was a dumpster fire. Don't go don't go near it. It's a complete you didn't need to be schooled in the art of um, you know, conspiracy type or conspiratorial mindset. Just common sense would tell you. Don't go near it, don't go near this thing. So yeah, I I I really do think this doctor, he um he's become really quite a, a powerful um a powerful figure, whether he knows it or not, to steer people in a certain direction, to allow them not to look at the mirror and go, Oh my god, what a fool I've been. Uh oh but no, it's the government's fault, it's the government's fault. It's it's nothing to t- nothing to do with me being a weak cowardly person nothing to do with me pointing the finger at so-called conspiracy theorists at the time and I think it is um you know it's that's where um the sort of the the online thing it, it can be it can be disturbing the power that figures that like this doctor have online because a lot of people obviously they're turning away from the mainstream media and they want, they want answers as, as to, you know, why, why their relatives or friends are dying. And just lastly on this, forgive me, I'm getting a bit emotional about this. I try to normally be quite balanced, quite discerning. But it does, it does, um, it does just, just really, really, uh, really does uh, anger me. But I just want to lastly say, with this particular doctor and his YouTube channel, one of the most horrific things, in fact, more horrific then this process I'm talking about is, if you read the comments section, it is a horror show. My auntie took the shot da da da. Two weeks later, dead. My uncle da 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 took the shot two, you know whatever da da you, you get the story dead. Person after per you know saying how someone's died or you know they had Bell's palsy or they had a stroke or they had an aneurysm or 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 whatever it is. Or they collapsed. Um, it's absolutely and he got hundreds and hundreds. Some of his videos get thousands of comments, and literally the amount of people giving first-hand accounts of people who who've died, or or at the very least been been injured, is is truly mind blowing. Mind blowing. It really is, and and it just continues to amaze me how government and and the authorities. Uh, are still continuing to 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 get away with this and not that i don't want to see you know people um heads in nooses whatever but i think um this is a difficult one if you're trying to look at life in a more kind of spiritually evolved way because we want to we want to try and avoid you know uh retribution and and getting and and you know, losing ourselves in this need um, for people to be punished. And, you know, um, with the whole QAnon thing, we had all these stories around. Um, Many of the politicians had already been arrested and perhaps um, sort of uh, or maybe uh, replaced by doubles or, or whatever. Or we had these pictures of former President Obama on a paddle board and he said he had a, a tracking device on his ankle uh, and all the rest of it even like this sort of um, Hollywood stars or TV personalities um, they also said to have been you know taken out and all the rest of it so there is this theme that runs through the truth truth kind of thing around justice being done and around you know the bad guys the bad guys the bad girls if I can put it like that the figures that we know anyway on the movie screen that they they're somehow in a process of being taken out so I, I understand that i understand why i do understand why why um, why people want want justice want justice to be served and you know i do understand that and i think uh, this, this is something that i often i often struggle with because um, i've pulled away from too much of the covid analysis and and looking online now, you know, now it's not in the in the mainstream media uh, as much. But I think there's still, as you can hear in my voice, still burning embers, uh, you know, that that wants to see. It still burns inside me, as I think it does in many of us, really, because it was such um, an outrageous, <laughs> outrageous, let's just say an outrageous crime, an outrageous psychological operation. Um so yeah I I do understand why um we would want to see some sort of justice and I really don't think there's anything wrong with that and that's why you know I am particularly um angry um at at this uh, at this doctor for for that reason and um many other reasons so I'm just going to move on now uh, into the last section of um today's uh, particular episode of Into the Void and what I want to talk about is something that always has fascinated me for many many years and it's often sort of um talked of or considered in terms of you know the normie or or the sleepwalker versus the awakened and um I prefer to call it sort of why is it that people refuse to call or why is it I've also heard it described as why is it people choose why do they choose spiritual hibernation um just to literally stay living within the physical 3d realm and never consider you know realms beyond that or or spiritualism or what it means to be a spiritual being and just focus purely and simply on the physical on the 3d what we can see what we can quantify through science and all the rest of it and just first off i'm not i'm not sort of apportioning blame here that's um, a perfectly legitimate option um to take um to just um you know shut shut down our higher faculties perhaps i could put it like that so really um i often give consideration to the idea of well what does it mean to live A de-spiritualized life, if you will. What does this actually, what does this actually look like in terms of the world and life and our society out there? I think, really, um, it stems from sort of a self-deception. I think it stems from a self-deception in that we believe, you know, by playing small, that is that is an answer. Also, I think a large part of living a despiritualized life, as I was talking about before, is this sort of blame victim culture that we live in. There always have there always has to be a victim. and there always has to be a perpetrator, and we see that on the micro level, within our own individual lives and our conflicts with people, and out there in the exterior, on the macro, on the kind of political um, sphere as well. And of course, another important aspect of what it means to live a despiritual to live a despiritualized life, sorry, is um, one of the reasons why that is um, so common is obviously because of the education system and the media and the culture. In 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 more broadly in more broadly term broader terms, you can think of cultural motifs and memes like whatever, get with the program, everything's messed up these days. Who cares? Just drink the Kool Aid and go back to sleep. And more and more um, in recent years, when you watch films and when you watch TV's and dramas, you'll often it's often the case that the lead and a lot of the characters are completely messed up. They're going through breakdowns. They're going through traumas. They quite often they'll be sort of um, alcoholics. So this whole I this sort of whole idea that everyone is. Messed up anyway. So if I've got all this pain and my trauma, all this sorry, all this pain and trauma in my life, well, most people have. So you know, whatever, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bury it deep. I'm, I'm not gonna think in in uh, terms of a higher understanding of myself and why why I um why I might be going through this. And also, I think more broadly in terms of what it means to live a despiritualized life is people might have stirrings they might have um kind of a desire to look for something more outside of the confines of mainstream society and all of those kind of restrictions that people live under when that is how they view the world it's very difficult because there's no normally you won't you won't have a sort of um there's no it's <laughs> kind of like manual so you're fed up with society and you're on the verge of awakening here's here's the manual it, it just doesn't exist we get lost in our own miasma in our own kind of confusion and we and we get buffeted and then you know perhaps if we do make tentative steps into spiritual new age sort of communities um they're often or slash cults as well they're generally full of very unbalanced and very unwise people as well so that's not a great introduction (laughs) for anyone who's looking to you know to live a more spiritualized um, life but I do I do think we should um, give people credit I mean anyone who's who's trying or attempting to to look at life is attempting to grasp the nettle and look beyond materialistic understanding of life i think you know they do deserve um they do deserve um a lot of credit i just want to also add though the interesting thing in terms of this issue of um, spiritual hibernation is i think the pressure is going to be turned up um for a lot of people because the the mainstream and the political economic and financial systems really are going to find it they're going to find it difficult or I should say the shadow governments are going to find it difficult to keep those th- to keep those things sort of ticking over in some sense of with some sense of normalcy. I think there's going to be a lot more sort of um, things going on beyond their control. I think there's going to be more crises that are going to be coming along that they may want to sort of manipulate in a certain way but they're not going to be able to do that. So I think what that means is that the story, if you like, because there's a story, isn't there? Or there's a narrative to normal mainstream life, and I think I'm going to talk about this more in my twenty twenty four New Year special. It's going to be harder and harder for the shadow, you know, the shadow people, the shadow governments, and and the the, the globalists. They're, they're going to find it harder and harder to, to sort of um, to sort of hold things all together in in a sort of coherent way. Just a very brief example of something I've spoken about before is the way in which the Bank of England, how they manipulate certain economic levers in terms of um, rising or lowering interest rates in, in order to affect the inflation rate. That's kind of um, that's breaking down now and so what that's led to is sort of arguments between um the government and uh the bank of england because the normal the normal manipulations that's going on it just isn't it just it just isn't working it just isn't working in the same way and i think from 2024 in the new year onwards you're going to get more and more of that in in the political in the kind of political um remit so that will The end product of that, a byproduct perhaps I should say, of that is that, you know, those who are just on the point of waking up, those who are stirring and who are just at that point of trying to awaken themselves from spiritual hibernation, they are going to have, there's going to be, they're going to have more, how should we say, motivation. There's going to be more of a force, more of a push upon them to seek, um, to seek. To seek a deeper, deeper meaning to life, as there's more and more um, kind of craziness going on um, out there in the world. Anyway, I think I will round things up here for the uh, final Into the Void episode of twenty twenty three. To think that the years are moving by so quickly, and yeah, I'll be back um, again for the next episode of Into the Void early in the new year. And just a quick reminder: yeah, I will be uploading uh a 2024 new year special on discerning consciousness podcast um that'll be the sunday yeah new year's eve so that'll be next sunday so lastly um yeah just wish you all again a very happy christmas i hope it um yeah you have a have a good and relaxing time and you manage to uh, restore your you restore your your batteries on 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 every level so to speak so yeah thank you all again for tuning in i really do appreciate it and uh, yeah i'll speak to you all again very soon bye bye for now